0: You are listening to the Staffing Tech podcast series. In this series, staffing executives offer valuable insights for leaders across the industry to learn from. The ultimate goal of the podcast is to elevate the discussion of staffing technology, provide actionable insights to decision-makers, help listeners learn from the experience, successes, and sometimes failures of leaders who have innovated and are moving the space forward and enhance the future state of the staffing industry. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy the podcast. In this episode of the Staffing Tech Talk podcast series, Talent Tech Labs Head of Research David Francis interviews Jordan Block, Principal and Chief Operating Officer of Staffing the Universe, on the company's origin story and unique history. Jordan reveals what Staffing the Universe looks like today and elucidates on the impact the pandemic has had on the business. Jordan discusses the shift to a remote workforce and shares the business operating plans and strategies going forward. Jordan Block, thank you for joining me today. I'm extremely excited to talk with you. Welcome to the podcast. I appreciate it, David. Thanks so much for having me on. My pleasure. So I suspect that probably the majority of listeners, you know, may not be intimately familiar with your organization, with Staffing the Universe. And so I thought the way we could start this off is if you could give us kind of a history of the company, maybe tell us the the origin story, your backstory, and what Staffing the Universe looks like today.
1: Sure, be happy to. So my name again, Jordan Block, Chief Operating Officer at Staff in the Universe Family of Companies. We're actually a family of seven organizations, and we're strategically positioned in the staffing industry to support a lot of different industries and a lot of different solutions. So my family's been in staffing since the mid-50s. My grandfather started a staffing company back in 1955, and my father and him worked together for many, many years. And My father ended up opening, uh, purchasing a company back in the mid-90s. And now, fast forward uh, 26 years, third generation in staffing, working with my parents, brother and sister. So it's really a family-run and managed organization. So today, we pay thousands and thousands of workers every single week. We're doing business in all 50 states, some international work as well. But we support staffing, payroll service, IC compliance. SOW management, direct sourcing, and general HR consulting. So, really long history in the staffing space. And I know my family and myself included, we're really passionate about the industry. So, we're really excited to share some of our philosophies in the podcast here today.
0: That's awesome. Can you dive into what specific segments that you guys are serving today? You guys have a number of different business units, as you mentioned, which occupational segments do you guys serve?
1: Sure, absolutely. So the, the, main, the main areas that we do support, government, technical, professional. We have an entire team focused on engineering, different group focused on industrial, warehouse, distribution, supply chain. Another focusing more on the heavy industrial, oil and gas, field services work. We do low voltage cabling. And then a different group just focused solely on healthcare, hospitals, long-term care facilities. So between all of them, we're supporting everything from administrative and IT all the way up to heavy industrial field services and all the insurances that go along with it. So really broad scope in the industry, which is is pretty atypical for a lot of staffing companies. But just through our years, that's how we've nat- natively and organically have grown the business.
0: And you guys, as I understand, your recruiting function, even though you've got all these different businesses, is still you have kind of a centralized... Recruiting model, correct? You don't, you don't have a branch model across the country?
1: That absolutely is correct. So we're a centralized recruiting approach. We found that for us, it was the best way to keep costs down and really deliver value to our clients in a cost competitive way. So it, it's just a matter a, a way that we've been able to scale an organization, but really deliver services to that of any national staffing company. So delivering the same level of service and support, just at a different cost structure.
0: And do you have folks kind of organized, your recruiters have organized internally where they're just working on one particular business unit, or is it more of kind of a, folks can float around and based on demand, recruit where the need is?
1: Well, it's a great question. So we do have specialized staffing teams that really focus in different verticals. But what we like to say, we, we have mesh fences between those verticals. So when we get hiring needs that are high volume, we're able to really move folks between, There's no there's no concrete walls between divisions. So- we're able to support. Best was, I like that. Yeah, we're able to support. And from our client perspective, you know, if they come to us with a need of, we need 300 you know, engineers to go support a project, we can pull different support from different team members. As long as everyone has general training, you know, we're able to specialize in different ways, but we've found a great way to scale the business, having that approach and, and model to staffing.
0: Got it. That's awesome. And I have to ask, what's the story behind Staffing the Universe name?
1: Yeah, it's pretty funny. So when, when you look at some of the projects we've worked, you know, we've been all around the world and we've supported things here in the US and even you know some missions with NASA and some other really cool clients. So we, we have been in this world and the entire universe, we like to say, but it, it really just was a way to capture all of our brands, given that we are so many different companies working all together. So it was just the way to tie it all together from a branding perspective.
0: Got it. That's fantastic. I was going to say you have to uh, yeah, you have to get in touch with Elon and, you know, we'll see if you can be the first person to uh, have a temporary worker on Mars.
1: Well, we've supported the Falcon and the Dragon. So, you know, been out to Hawthorne, know the facilities well. So it's definitely, nice. uh, yeah, you know, it's a lot of fun. We have fun with it. The name was just the way to capture that. Cool. So before
0: we actually jump into the technology piece of this, I'm actually just curious on how the pandemic went for you guys last year, how the business was impacted how the kind of immediate shift to working remotely went for your organization and whether there's kind of been any lasting impact, like what your, what's your guys' plans moving forward for how you're going to operate the business, particularly from, you know, an office perspective, like, you know, allowing folks to go remote or hybrid or hiring remotely and things like that.
1: Well, that's a great question. I think there's a lot of different perspectives to that. I think at the highest level from an ownership perspective or leadership team perspective, It was definitely the greatest challenge that my family's ever faced in managing an organization, in our 25 years owning this company. But I think that's that's similar to the experience that every single company owner experienced, staffing or not. I think the reality is we did a bit of planning well before the pandemic, just to make sure that we have infrastructure in place, redundancy, and disaster planning. And a lot of those plans actually were leveraged and used back in March of right when the pandemic started. So we, on a dime, really went to a full remote model and and we didn't skip a beat while some customers slowed down, specifically in you know the industrial sectors and oil and gas and some others. Other sectors that we support really went crazy, like logistics and healthcare and IT and some other key areas. So we saw ebbs and flows in different ways. And I think the pandemic really gave us an opportunity to... Really deep dive into our organization, understand what's core to our offerings, and really pivot and make sure that we're supplying our clients to the best of our abilities. It was a, a unique experience. It was definitely challenging. I think from just a remote work opportunity, we had our offices stayed open the entire time, but the majority of our workforce did work and operate virtually. But we are getting back to office now. I think just with the changes in the pandemic, you know, we're following all CDC guidelines and all state regulations.
0: Have you had any, you know, folks internally that have, you know, kind of said like, hey, I got kind of used to waking up and hopping at my desk at home and, and, and working that way? Or are folks generally on board with kind of coming back to the office?
1: From our perspective, I don't think there was a one- it's solution that, you know, if, if we, we did polls and we checked in on everyone and we did all the virtual happy hours and meetings and team calls and, you know, really connected with everyone. From our perspective, you know, we, we crafted policy to meet the needs of our employees, but also to do right by the business and make sure that we're continuing to support those thousands of employees that work with us each and every day and, and all of our clients. So we came up with a hybrid approach and we like to call it it's a really a flexible work model but we feel that this really gives our employees that flexibility, but leverages the other side, which is you know the, the client support and client service. So I think it's a, a fine balance and there's no single model that works for every company. I know this, this was an approach that worked for us, but it's fluid and, and we're being dynamic in the sense that when something happens, something comes up, we have the ability to pivot and change and I think being dynamic is, is so important that all of us have realized over the last 18 months of this pandemic.
0: Got it. That's great. Well, congratulations for, you know, number one, making it through it and, you know, making it through it. It sounds like a stronger company, actually. It's phenomenal. Thank you for listening to the first episode of Staffing Tech Talk. Stay tuned for the next episode, How Staffing the Universe Approaches Technology Investments.